Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. Hello, hello everyone around the world, this is Helena Hornstein speaking to you again. And uh, those of you who heard me last week, you noticed there is a big difference in my voice. Uh, And you also, if you were with me last week, you heard that I had lost my voice for a few days. And the morning of my show, I really made it come back. It sounded a bit rusty, and people call me, yes, sir, if I answer the phone. (laughs) But now we are going back. We're back to normal almost. And uh, yes. We have, I hope you are very excited about today's program. We have an expert uh, on millionaires who, are, who is with us today. His name is Paul McCormick. Uh, Paul, are you there? Yes, I am. Thanks for having me on the show today. Thank you so much, Paul. And where are you? I am in Miami, and we have a beautiful day. It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And where are you located, Paul? I'm in the Washington State area uh, near Seattle. I'm actually in a town called Gig Harbor, Washington. And, and how's uh, the weather? Uh, it's a nice, normal fall day. It's probably about 50 degrees, and it's got a lot of dew on the ground because, of course, it rains a lot around here. But yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a very fine day. Uh, oh, that's uh, great. And, you know, I spoke to a lady in Helsinki just a few moments ago. And Helsinki, you know, it's Finland. It's far, far away. Yeah. And she told me how dark and miserable and cold and windy and you know the whole weather was and I said yes I know last year at this time I was actually working I was lecturing and giving workshops in Helsinki and it was so dark they had to let me one you what you call a sun lamp just to get the daylight because I was getting very very low and my energy went down because of the darkness around me but here in Miami, the sun is shining. We have the clearest of blue skies, and yeah, well, everything I'm, is wonderful. I'm like yeah. you. I love the sunshine. I love. I love the, the, for some reason, the sun just lifts me up and makes me feel really good. So, uh, around here in the Seattle area, we we don't get a lot of sun for like nine months. So I have to travel yeah. other places, you yeah. know, San Diego or Hawaii or uh, someplace like that, where I can find some really good intense sunshine. That's but, wonderful. Um, and it makes us feel, you know, happy also with lots of daylight, I find. Yeah. Don't you feel that yeah, way, too? Absolutely. Yeah. But I find so much of it is our perception, too, and, I, and, and we can uh, change our thoughts and lift ourselves up when I'm feeling that way. And yeah. uh, that's part of what we're talking about today is, you know, how, so, how do we change the way we think about money to lift yeah. ourselves up, to change our situation, to get ourselves out of, whatever financial situation we might be in, and yeah, turn our life great. around in a relatively short amount of time and yeah. in incredible and ways. And introduce you here so people know who you are. I have a bio here with you, uh, with me, and uh, I would like to introduce Paul McCormick again. And when you were young, evidently you didn't have too much money, but when you were only 22 years old, you had the opportunity to work with dozens and soon to be hundreds of multimillionaires. And you discovered there was something about these people. They knew a secret, how to create wealth. And it's not what most people think. So um, when you 
the years went by, and you used these principles to find your own success early in life. And when you were 27 years old, you became the owner of your own multi-million dollar company. And you were the CEO, CEO there for the next 10 years. Now, Paul, this is wonderful. So it means you know how to do this. So what's so different about people who are millionaires from other people who are not millionaires? Can you tell us? Well, people who are successful in their lives, uh, and everybody looks at success differently, but I say success is when you're happy and have all the money you need uh, and can create millions of dollars to use it for good purposes. And uh, so today's show is about how, how do you create all the how do you create the life you want? How do you create the millions of dollars to flow through your life to be able to do the things you want to do, go the places you want to go, and to help people that you want to help? And uh, so that's really what it's about: is what is the formula? Because there is a formula to becoming a millionaire, and I've I've packaged that in my book. My book is called Secrets of the Millionaire Inside: The Seven Step Formula for Becoming a Millionaire. And that's what we're going to talk about today is what are those steps? I have, um, I have a caller here. Let's see if I can catch him. And okay. Area code 562. Are you there? Hello? Uh, okay, I had a caller, but I think he or she didn't want to speak. Area code 562, do you have a question? Okay, evidently not. So, okay, so we can begin to, to bring up these formulas, uh, Paul. Yeah, and we are in, you know, we are in a changing time in our economy. I mean, most people would say we are in economic crisis right now. Uh, yeah. You know, stock market is crashing down. People are losing their money in the stock market. They're losing money in mutual funds, their 401k plans, their retirement plans. People who were getting ready to retire, can, uh, can, many of them cannot retire now because of what's happening in the marketplace. Yeah. So it's unprecedented times where people's uh, homes are being foreclosed and the market is going down. And uh, so there's this uh, tremendous shift happening in our economy on a worldwide scale right now. And what, I've, what I teach in my seminars and in my, in my talks and in my book is how to take control of your financial future so you don't have to rely upon the government's decisions, so that you don't have yeah. to rely upon your job or your boss's decisions. Yeah, and that uh, is what we want to know right now. You know, I can see how people are sharpening their pencils and they want to take notes. How do we get over these difficult times? How do you make that million that I have announced in the program that, you know, listen to you and, and we can become millionaires? What is the first step? You change the way you think. Okay, so well, one of the one of the my, my my very first step. Okay, we talk about these seven step formula to becoming a millionaire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the the number one principle is stop loving money. Uh-huh. And most people, yeah, stop loving money. And people think when you think about the, the wealthy people, most people think that the wealthy people love money. You look at the millionaires, yeah. the billionaires, the celebrities that you see on TV. And you see them driving limousines, flying private jets, uh, being chauffeured around. And we think, look at that extravagant lifestyle. Those people absolutely love money. And we think of them sometimes as greedy, rich people that love money, that would do almost anything to get money. And the truth is, okay, here's, here's the truth. They're, the rich people, the wealthiest people in the world, absolutely do not love money at all. In fact, they place very little value on money. 
And as we go through our talk today, many of the things that I share with you are going to seem exactly opposite of what you always believed to be true. And in fact, in many of the talks that I give, I say this. I say, everything you ever believed about money is exactly what's keeping you poor. Uh-huh. And, and, and I talk about money myths because we have grown up to believe so many wrong things about money and how to acquire money, and that's the reason why nobody has it. Yeah. And what I discovered is, and I, and I discovered this when I was in my 20s, because I had the opportunity to work alongside, as you said, dozens and hundreds of multimillionaires, I discovered that they think about money entirely different than the rest of us. And in fact, they think about it in an opposite way. Yeah, and, and you know, may I just uh, give an example that? And uh, I remember I was out uh, at the casino uh, in Monte Carlo with a group of friends, and uh, everyone was a millionaire, and one of them was even more than a multimillionaire. And uh, he put his money down just for the fun of it, and the money just piled up on his number. <laughs> and he he took it as a joke, and he, everyone else would collect your money. And he just pushed it around, and he didn't care. He just said, oh, I'm having fun. Do you know he walked back with heaps and heaps of money because he didn't stand there and fear, oh, my number might not come up. Is that an example of what you're trying to say? Well, it could be, uh, but, but I, I don't necessarily advocate that as the way to create wealth uh, because it doesn't Not the gambling, the but the attitude. He wasn't fearful. He put his money down, and he just yes. kind of had this easygoing attitude, oh, let's have some fun, you know, but well, it was not the gambling idea. Yes, the attitude, the attitude is he's demonstrating that he does not love money. He's willing to give it up. And yeah. what, I, mm-hmm. what I recognized was there's this, first, there's this first principle that all wealthy people have, is the, and, they, and they exercise it long before they have money, that they are willing to give up money and let it go because they are not attached to their money. And if you think about how the rest of the world operates, the, the, the middle class and the, and the majority of all the people in the world, they love their money very much. And I'll tell you why. I'll, I'll, I'll demonstrate the actions that they do. Okay, They're willing to work for small amounts of money, $10 an hour, $20 an hour, $50 an hour, $100 an hour. Yeah. Okay, Most people are willing to work for those sorts of dollars per hour. And they'll practically do anything for $50 or $100 an hour. Yeah. They, they'll go do any job they have, even though they hate the job, they feel trapped in the job. Do you know that 80% of Americans are not satisfied with their job, but they do it because they get paid a certain amount of dollars per hour? In other words, they love money more than they love their own happiness. Yeah. Okay, now now I know that you know we feel trapped and we feel like we don't have any alternatives, and yeah. that's what and I'm trying feel, to share with you they, today. They feel the necessity, of course, they, they have money more as a chain around them, as yes. a burden, don't they? Yes, and so what we're talking about today is what is an alternative? You see, when I was in my 30s, I walked away from my multi-million dollar career to be able to speak, to write, to do the things that I want to do in life because I recognized that I can create wealth any way that I want in my life. And that's what I share with people is how can you find something you're passionate about and build a multi-million dollar career around what you like to do, you know, yeah. anything. So, so the wealthy people recognize this principle is stop loving money and be willing to let it go, let it flow through you. Uh, and that's why millionaires okay, and multi-billionaires spend money 
to hire limousine drivers, spend money to uh, travel first class or fly on a private jet because they're willing to let their money go. And most people say, well, they spend their money that way because they have the financial means to do so. And I say, no, that's not true. That's not the reason they spend their money. They spend their money that way, and they, and they began spending their money that way long before they ever had millions of dollars. Yeah. You see, the, the attitude about your money has to come first, and then the money comes later because the, that's the attitude you take. Yeah, so and if so you're scared of the money and uh, just try to save it, so it's actually not a good idea to, to save and save and save. and No, not saving, to saving money is a total waste of time, and you will remain poor your entire life if you save money. Here, here, here's here's uh, Now, on my website right now, I want to refer people to my website. It's formulaformillionaires.com. I have some free reports. One of them is called Busting the Money Myth. Okay, and it talks about what are the myths that we grew up believing our entire life that's keeping us poor. One of the other reports will tell you uh, the the shocking thing. It's titled "The Shocking Things We Do Every Day That Keep Us Poor." Okay. Okay. And it's things like saving money, shopping for sales, clipping coupons, washing your car, trying to save you know from paying somebody to go through the car wash, uh, mowing your own lawn rather than pay a lawn service. Okay. Cleaning your house instead of hiring somebody to come in and, and help clean your house for you. Okay, these are the things we do every single day because we think we don't have the money to pay for those services, and we think that we're doing it to save money, especially when we shop for sales and clip coupons. In an economy like today, everybody's trying to do that. And what I'm saying is these – and again, those are free reports on my website, formulaformillionaires.com. But these are the shocking things that we do every single day. And what's shocking about it is those are the activities that are guaranteed to keep you poor forever. And when I say poor, I mean anything other than a multimillionaire. Okay. Yeah, so it's not a good idea to stand in the supermarket like you see people. They're holding up the lines and they come up with their coupons. <laughs> it just, they don't have the right attitude. Is that what you're saying? They don't have – that's not the right attitude to become wealthy. And I'm not judging people who do those things because I grew up in a family who did those things. My yeah. grandmother shopped on – she lived on coupons her entire life. I'm just saying that if you do those things, you can expect to feel poor your entire life, guaranteed yeah. absolutely 100%. If you want to change your financial future, you have to not care about spending money. Now, now, granted, most people cannot travel to Hawaii first class or on a private jet and have a limousine service tomorrow. But you have to begin spending your money a little bit at a time. Here's an example of what I did when I was about 24 years old. Okay, because when I was 22 years old, I began to be exposed to these multimillionaires, 22, 23, 24 years old, and I started to recognize this pattern. And the first pattern I recognized was, these people think about money differently. They don't love money. In fact, they place very little value on money. They're willing to spend money. They're not attached to it. Okay, and because they did that, wealth began to flow into their life. So here's what yeah. I did. I was 24 years old. I began to spend $5, $10, or $15 to pay somebody to mow my lawn so that I didn't have to do it. And it saved me an hour a week. 
And with that hour a week, I began to work on the other steps in what I call this seven-step formula to becoming a millionaire. In other words, if you, if you just pay somebody to mow your lawn and then you go watch TV, that's a total waste of your time and your money. But if you can spend some money to save yourself some time, that is the secret. That is the very first thing you have to do. And until you do that, you, you can never, ever achieve success. You have to begin spending a small amount of money to save a small amount of time. And then so it's with the fact that, time, that not only yeah, so it's time management, uh, money management is also time management, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but that term time management is so broadly used in the world today. Um, it, it is about it, what it is is it's about saving time, because yeah. it, mm-hmm. it it goes into it goes into what I call the, se- the the second number two, the formula number two. You know, formula number one is stop loving money. Formula number two is uh, well, it's let me stick with formula number one. Why is it so important to, say, to, to, to not love money? The wealthiest people in the world realize they don't love money because they love something else way more valuable than money. You know what it is? Uh, no, tell me. It's their time. Yeah, of course. Because that's freedom. Yeah. When you think about what is it that we ultimately really want, all of us, it's it's not the green stuff that we call money. It's freedom. It's time to do the things that we want. It's time to spend with our family, with our friends, with our grandchildren. We want time to travel. We want time to go sit in the sunshine. We want time to go to the beach. We want freedom. We want time to go golfing and time to do all the things that we like to do. That's ultimately what we want. That's why wealthy people create wealth, is so that they have money to have the freedom that they want to have, and then to to create value in the world and to help all kinds of people. That's what wealthy people do. Freedom and free time is infinitely valuable. It has no value. It is so valuable you cannot put a price upon it. You know why? I mean, when we think about our time, we only have so much of it, right? We're only going to live so many years. We hope that we might live 80 years or 90 years or 100 years. My grandmother lived to be 98 years old. Most people would just think, you know, that's fabulous. Was she the one who clipped the coupons? <laughs> She's the one who clipped the coupons. She was never uh-huh. wealthy, but she lived a long life. Okay. And so we want freedom. So the wealthiest people in the world recognized early in their life or, or at some point prior to them becoming wealthy that time is the most valuable thing we have. And so they spend money any way they can in order to save time because they recognize that money has almost no value at all because, because they know the secrets to create mass amounts of money. So if they want an extra million dollars, they just go create an extra million dollars. And yeah. we'll talk about how to do that. Yeah. But it can be done. If they want to create an extra $10 million, they go create an extra $10 million. That's not a big deal at all. But creating an extra 10 years on your life or 50 years on your life, that's tough to do. Yeah. You see, time is like we can't really control our time other than being healthy and getting exercise and hoping to live a long life. But it's quite easy to, to teach somebody how to double their income, to triple their income, or to make their income go up 10 times or 100 times. I, do, I teach people how to do that all the time. 
But I cannot teach you how to have a lifespan that's 10 times or 100 times longer. No, so that the point, is true. So the point is your time is infinitely valuable because it's a fixed period of time that really cannot be changed. But money, on the other hand, money can be changed dramatically. I can teach you how to create 10 times, 100 times, 1,000 times the money that you're making. So once you understand that principle, then you realize it makes utterly no sense to spend your time, which is precious, trying to save small amounts of money, which really has no value at all. Yeah, but, but it makes sense. What, Everything you say is perfectly, it makes sense, perfect sense. But that's what most people do. When you look at the way we live, okay, the way that we grow up living and the way that almost everybody in the world lives, we spend an enormous amount of our time trying to save this thing called money, which really has no value at all, and we can create yeah. any amount of it that we want. So think about it. We go to work every day, spend 40 hours, 50 hours a week working at a job to make $10 an hour, $20 an hour, $50 an hour, maybe $100 an hour. We, we give away our time. We give away huge amounts of our time to create this money, maybe 50000 maybe 100000 maybe $200,000 a year even. Even people and who make give away your life, actually, not only your time. You're you giving give away, away your, your life. life. And then you come home from work every night, and you clean your house. You, you, you do the laundry. We, we load up the dishwasher with dishes. Uh, on the weekends, we, we wash our cars. We mow our lawns. We do all the chores around our house because we don't think that we have the money to pay a lawn service or to go through the car wash, okay? So in days like today, you know, uh, uh, um, last month I, I spoke to the company that I pay to mow my lawns, and I said, how's business? And they said, business is really down because yeah. in the economy that we're facing today, more and more people are mowing their own lawns rather than hiring me to mow their lawns. That's what yeah. my lawns people are. People are cutting down on lifestyle right They're now. cutting down because they think that they don't have the money to pay the lawn service, so they're doing it themselves. But, they're, you know, I notice most people still have exactly the same money today as they had before, and they're still cut down because of this fear out there. Right. And so the point is people mow their own lawns, they wash their own cars to save. So the point is they're spending their precious time trying to save small amounts of money because they feel trapped and they feel they have to, okay? And I understand that. I understand when people say, but Paul, it's nice that you can say that because you're a millionaire, but I'm not. I'm strapped. I have a hard time making the bills each month. I don't have gas money. I don't have money to pay a lawn service. I don't have money to pay people to come in and clean my house. I don't have money to do all those sorts of things you're talking about. And listen, here is the point. If you do not make a change, nothing will change in your life. If you feel that you don't have any more money than you had five years ago and you don't have any more free time in your life than you had five years ago, what makes you think it's going to change next year and the year after that and the year after that? The point is, if you don't change the way you think about money and don't change the way you act, your future will never, ever change. And it doesn't have to take a lot of money. I'm suggesting that you can change your life and become a multimillionaire, starting with $5 or $10 or $15. 
And it doesn't matter how hard it is for you to come up with that money. You absolutely have to figure out how to come up with $5 or $10 or $15 and pay somebody to do something that saves you a small amount of time. You can pay them to wash your car. You can pay them to mow your lawn. You can pay them to clean your house, do your laundry, or do your dishes. Whatever it is, pay somebody something to save you an hour of time. That's the first step. You absolutely have to do that to begin the process because otherwise you don't have any time to work on the next steps. Uh, Also, you learn the flow of money. You give out, and once you give out, it comes back to you, doesn't it? Yeah, so here's what what I did. I was 23, 24 years old. I began to hire a lawn service, $5, $10, $15, whatever I could come up with. Hire somebody to come mow my lawn. They began mowing my lawn every week. It saved me one hour of time. Now, with that extra hour, I began to work on the rest of the plan. Now, I had the opportunity at that time that I could work some overtime at work. Okay, so rather than mow my lawn for for $10 an hour, I'd go to work and do some overtime and get twenty or twenty dollars an hour. Okay, gave me a little bit of extra cash, so then I could continue to hire the lawn service for many weeks. Right, as I continued to work on my plan. So as the weeks went on and the months went on and the years went on, I, what I did was I hired the lawn service and I worked on my plan to create more wealth. I got a little tiny bit more money by doing that so that I could keep paying the lawn service. And then I began to pay people to come in and do all the weeding and, and to do other chores for me. I began to, to work on my plan some more and get a little bit more money. And so what happens is you have to take the first step. You have to spend a tiny amount of money to save a tiny amount of time. And then when you work on the rest of the steps that I'll, I'll talk about today, you make a little bit of money. And instead of spending that little bit of money, guess what you need to do with that little bit of money that you just created? You need to spend it in another way to save you even more time. So now hire someone to wash your car, okay? Now hire someone to work on your cars. Now hire someone to come in and do your chores in your house. And what you find is as you continue to use the seven-step formula for becoming a millionaire, you create more and more free time because you're, you're, you hire people to do things for you. And then when you work on the plan to create wealth, you start creating more money. And you start to create this cycle that you create more and more money, and you spend that money to have people help you, so you create more and more free time. And this is exactly what the wealthy people continue to do their entire lives. They, spend mo- they, they find that they get more and more wealthy and have more and more free time because they're following this formula. So when you look at the extravagant lifestyles of the wealthy, think about what they're doing. They're spending because now they've been working on it for years, right? And and now they have created an enormous amount of free time for themselves and an enormous amount of money because they're using this principle. And they are and they are spending a massive amount of money, almost anything they can to save time. So yeah. you would never catch the wealthiest people clipping coupons or shopping for sales, okay? They're buying at the most expensive stores they can, whatever is the most convenient and the and the fastest thing to yeah, do. True. Okay. It's when, very when good travel, rule, you know. Yeah. Okay. They'll they'll hire limousine drivers 
to, to drive them around so that they can still be productive while they're driving. They can be talking on the phone or looking on the Internet, working on their computers, working on a business plan, doing something that they enjoy to do, not because they have to, but because that's what they enjoy doing. Yeah. And so when we see people being driven around in limousines, most of us grow up thinking, look at those rich snobs, you know, those greedy, wealthy people. Well, no, they're not greedy, wealthy people. They're spending their time in ways that they want to spend their time, and they're hiring people to do the things they don't want yeah, to do. Because like they found the formula, you know, and that is formula. what it is. Yeah. So, so what is the next formula? What is the next formula that you feel we should know? Well, the uh, formula number two is to recognize that money is an idea, not an object. That's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this is huge. This is so huge. Most of us, we think about money like it's an object. We think it's a physical thing, okay, money, that we have to find and we pursue it, and then we have to to capture it, earn it, and and store it. So think about, when you think about money like it's an object, like it's a physical thing, what are the things that you have to do? Well, first of all, you have to look for it. Where's the money? You have to find it, right, because you think that it's a thing. You think it's something out there in the world that you have to find, so you have to look for the company that has money that's going to give you a job, okay? So you go get a job because that's where the money is, or at least that's what you think. You think the job is where the money is. So you go work for a company, you go apply for companies, and, and you look for a career where you think there's money, and you go get a job, okay? Now what's the next thing you have to do? Well, if you think that money is a thing that you have to pursue, then you're going to somehow have to make an exchange to get that money. So you're going to trade your time to get their money. So you I really, you know, looking at, I'm listening to what you say about money being an idea, and I think, I hope everyone is making a note of that because it's so wonderful. It makes such sense. Thank you, yeah, Paul. Yeah, and I'm describing, so. first of all, the wrong way to do it, but the way that we all grow up, thinking that money is yeah. an object. So we pursue it, we find where it is at the job, we go work and exchange our time for this money, and and so we put in our 40 hours a week and we get handed this paycheck. Okay, So there, we think that we've achieved, you know, we've got this thing now called money. Now we have to do something with it because it's this thing called money. We go put it in the bank account, right? And now we think, well, we've got this pile of money, okay, and of course we have to keep working to get more because because that's the only way we're going to get more is go back to the job exchange our time so we get this pile of money to keep putting it in the bank because I have to keep spending it to pay the bills. And then we think, well, I've got this pile of money, and now I've got to be very careful about it because you think of it as like this 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 pile of money, this object that's money, and, and it can run out. And so you have to be very careful how you spend it now. So you think about, you know, do I shop for sales? Do I clip coupons? Do I mow my all on? You know, because I don't want to run out of this pile of money. Yeah. And that's the way most people pursue, you know, perceive their life, is that money is this object to be pursued and to be worked for, to be traded. And then when you get it, you have to, you have to be careful how you spend it. That is not the reality of the way that money exists in the world. How is gonna... it, you know, yeah, can you explain this also, you know, when people, they win in the lottery, like millions and millions and millions, and it can be like... $80 million, and three years later, they have, don't have a dollar to their name. What, what has happened with these people? What did yes, they do wrong? 
Yeah, statistically, I don't know exactly what the percentage is, but it's really high. Like like 80 or 90 percent of all lottery winners lose everything they have within three years, uh, and even a higher percent lose everything they have within five years. What's wrong is, you see, they're, they don't understand the formula. The, form, the formula is how do you create wealth? How do you create money? How do you maintain it and grow it and create it? If you never knew how to grow it and, and maintain it and create it in the first place, if somebody gives it to you, you're never going to be able to maintain it, own it, and and grow it, no matter how much they give you. Most people are in a mode of thinking about money like it's an object that has to be earned and then used, and it runs out. So if I hand you $5 million and you still think that money is an object, then you're going to store it and 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 be worried that it's going to be spent and used and run out, and it'll be spent and used and run out because you're thinking of it like an object. So what what the wealthy people do is they shift their thinking and recognize that money is not something to be pursued. It's not something to be stored and used and ran out. Money is created, so here's the secret. Money is an idea. That's all it is. Money is an idea. When I hand you a $1 bill and I hand you a $100 bill, the only difference between it is the idea. Yeah. There's an idea that one's right, and we write a $100 bill on one, and I mean – the paper itself and the ink on the paper is the same. If I write you a check for $1 or I write you a check for a million dollars, the only difference between the two of them is an idea. When you think about how wealth is created, now, now let's just think about this. Think about the wealthiest people that you know. Okay, Bill Gates, Michael Dell, okay, uh, people who are uh, create billions through software and through technology and the Internet systems. Think about people who... Uh, the owners of uh, Macy's stores, uh, Saks on Fifth Avenue. Okay, people people brainstormed those ideas long before the wealth was created. Everything that you have in the house, think about the things, the appliances, and the things that you have in your home. You have computers, you have printers, you have telephones, you have televisions, you have furniture. Every one of those things were created as an idea in somebody's mind long before they manufactured those products. Ideas create all wealth in the world. When you have an idea to create something of value for somebody else, and then you act on your thoughts to create those things to bring value to somebody else, that's how wealth is created. So ideas is what creates all wealth in the world. Not thinking about money like it's an object. That's a huge, huge difference. When you think about the wealthiest people, they don't go work for somebody else. They, in fact, many of them never worked for somebody else, even long before they had any money. Yeah, but, but it's they, hard. You know, I was thinking about people who sit on salaries out there. How could they make money if they are on a limited income? Okay, uh, well, for, 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 for a while, for a while... Until you have created wealth, you may work for somebody else. And, and, and nothing's wrong with that as long as you realize that's not the way to get wealthy. Okay, so when I was early in my career, I worked for somebody for a while. But I recognized that wasn't the way to create wealth, and I didn't want to be trapped in that environment forever. So I began to work on these other principles. I began to spend a little amount of money to save a little amount of time. I began to stop loving money. To, to, to freely spend money a little at a time to create time for myself. So 
so I could work on the second part of the plan was to recognize, number two, formula number two is, recognize money is created by ideas. So I began to create ideas. At that time, it was ideas in my career around how I could become more successful in my career. How could I bring more value to my clients? Within a very short amount of time, uh, I was creating more value for my clients because I was thinking of ways that I could work in my job to make my clients more happy, more satisfied. And I recognized that, that wealth is created by my ideas to bring value to other people and, and to create wealth for myself along the way. So within a short amount of time, my clients were becoming very uh, satisfied with the services I was providing. I, I was an engineer. I was a civil engineer at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my, my clients were growing, and pretty soon I, I became a manager. I got, I got promoted in my business. I moved up in salary. Uh, I became a manager. I became very successful. Here I was, 24 years old, uh, 25 years old, very successful. Uh, in a short amount of time, the, the owners, my bosses, began to have discussions with me about maybe me buying into the partnership of the company. Uh-huh. And by the time I was 27 years old, I became an owner in a multimillion-dollar company. I was the owner of the company. I was a partner. I was making a lot of money. Uh, a year and a half later, when I was 29, I became the CEO of the company. And we grew that company. For the next 11 years, I was the CEO of that company. And we worked with uh, hundreds even thousands of wealthy uh, investors, entrepreneurs, and multimillionaires, and and we were uh, generating about $20 million in sales in our business, but it represented about $1 billion, with a B, $1 billion of real estate development annually. It was that's huge. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, I, and, 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 the reason, and the reason clients, those those investors and multimillionaires came to me was because I continued to use my ideas to help them create massive amounts of wealth. So they would come to me and say, you know, I want to do something with a piece of property. I want to develop a community, maybe a shopping center, maybe a, a movie a, a movie theater. Maybe I want to create an industrial business park. You know, what do we do with this 100-acre piece of property? And I recognized that it was the ideas that created the wealth. It wasn't the engineering. It wasn't the architecture. It wasn't the construction. It was the ideas that could That's create great. Mm-hmm. millions and millions of dollars worth of value just by changing the ideas. Yeah. Do you have more? Uh, another time is flying here. I say, God, you know, we've already spoken a long time. Uh, can we uh, mention another of your formulas? One more. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we can move. We can move through these very quickly or very slow, depending on how we want to do this. So we talked about number one is to stop loving money, and the and these are all on my website. Again, my website is yeah. formulaformillionaires.com. In fact, in the next uh, between now and the next couple of weeks, I am doing a book campaign, and I'm giving away uh, all. If you buy my book in the next couple of weeks, between now and and the holidays, basically December 25th or 24th or whatever. Um, if you buy my book during that time, I will give everybody absolutely free all of my free uh, CDs. I've got six CDs on my website, and when you buy my book, you can automatically download those, and those talk in great detail about everything we're talking about today. It tells you exactly how to go through this seven-step formula. 
But let's That's absolutely fabulous. So could you give your website one more time so everyone can do this? Yeah, that website's www.formulaformillionaires.com. And again, there's there's free reports, and uh, and there's also uh, all the information about my book campaign right now. My book is you can buy it anywhere in stores in the United States. It's it's in Barnes and Nobles bookstores, Borders bookstores. You can also get it online at Amazon.com. I think it's seventeen dollars. And for seventeen dollars, if you buy my book, uh, you can come back to my website and get all of my CDs downloaded absolutely free. Or you can get it, the book directly from you, and you will directly the, give the uh, download yes, uh, yes. link. Yes. Okay, and, oh, uh, very good. So anyway, so we're talking about the seven-step formula to becoming a millionaire because what I'm suggesting is anybody can become a millionaire and be financially free in 36 months or less. So it's not a get-rich-quick scheme. It's not that I'm going to turn you into a millionaire in the next month. But I absolutely guarantee that if you follow this formula, within 36 months you'll be making a mi- you'll be a millionaire. You can make millions of dollars. You can walk away from your job if you want to. And what I teach people is how do you how do you make the money? That's what everybody asks. Well, how do you make the money? Well, that's what the formula tells you. Stop loving money. We talked about that. Recognize that money's an idea. It's your ideas that create all the wealth in the world and will create your freedom. So what do you do with your ideas? Well, you, step number three is focus. You focus your desire. You, what is your desire? Okay. Do you desire to have money? Okay, everybody says, well, I want to be a millionaire. Fine, but you have to focus much more clearly than that. What is it exactly that you want and what is it exactly that you want to be doing? So some people say, well, I want to be making a million dollars a year, and I want to do it through my singing career or my writing career, or I want to travel, or I want to go fishing, or I want to go shopping. (laughs) I mean, people can get wealthy doing any of these things. Okay, so step number four, so step number three is becoming extremely focused on what you want and what you want to be doing. Because I guarantee you, after you're making millions of dollars a year, pretty soon money becomes not all that important. And and you actually want something else in your life to be doing besides vacationing. Everybody wants to be valuable. Everybody wants to create value in some way. And the point is, it doesn't have to be work. It can be play. You can get paid to play. And, th- and that's what I talk about. So step number four is use your imagination and feel the possibilities of what's possible for your life. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean I want you to pretend that you're a child again and let your imagination go free with no obstacles and believe that anything is possible. Believe that you can make millions of dollars a year doing anything. This is what I had to recognize. I was in my career. I was an engineer. I was making you know, millions of dollars. I was a millionaire. I was the CEO. I had everything that everybody thought they wanted, except I wasn't happy doing that job. And I, I came to recognize that now that I understand these principles, they, they'll work for anything because I, I had trained people. I had seen it work in all different aspects of their life. And I decided that I wanted to walk away from my career, retire in, financially independent when I was in my 30s, and go do other things, 
write, speak, do all kinds of different things. So that's what I'm doing now. And the point is, I want you, anybody listening to this this audio file or, or if you're listening live now, imagine the possibilities of what's possible. Just trust me for a moment when I say you can create millions of dollars doing anything you want to be doing. So the, if you take that on faith, now what is it that you absolutely love to do? What is it that you would do even if you weren't being paid? And imagine if you had $50 billion and you never needed money again. And when you're tired of money, and money means nothing to you because you're a 50 billionaire, what is it that you would do then just because you like to do it? And, of course, for a while you think, I just want a vacation and sit around the beach in Maui or the Bahamas. Okay, but you recognize after a while that gets old. So what is it you would do next? And when you really determine what it is that you're passionate about that you would do even if you didn't get paid, then that's what you should begin doing right now. And and you use this formula to create millions of dollars doing it, to get paid for what you already love to do. That is the most important thing. You still that's there, great. Helena? Okay. Yeah, I'm here. So, I'm listening. And, so, and you know, I recognize the principles. Of course, I've lived a, a good life, so I know what you're talking about. And I feel that people are too fearful about money. They they restrict themselves, just like they do in their own philosophies. They put themselves in boxes, and they dare not peek out. They dare not take that step outside and go ahead. It's fearful. You know, they're fearful of money. Well, sure, and it's the mindset. And, and, and if you go to my website, and uh, I, I hope people buy my book so they can get those audio downloads because – the first, it, it's, it's basically six CDs full of information, but the first three CDs is in a series called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. And in those three hours of audio files, I speak about what is the mind of the millionaire that makes them a millionaire. And it's exactly what you're talking about. It's, it's changing fear into belief. And, and, and we grow up with so many restrictions and so many fears in our life we're afraid that it won't work. We're afraid that this is too good to be true. We're afraid that we can't have that sort of a lifestyle. But when you change your mindset and believe in the possibilities, and that's what this step four is about, is imagine imagine the possibilities. Imagine what could be true for your life. And, 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 and I talk on my audio files and in my book about how do you begin changing your beliefs uh, I talk about that a lot in my first book, too, which was Secrets of the Miracle Inside. You know, how do you, how do you overcome your fears? How do you change the hurts in your life, the fears in your life, and transform that into belief that you can change your life and create it to be anything that you want? And that's what the Secrets of the Millionaire Mind is about, my CD series, is how do you transform your thoughts to become the mind of a millionaire where, you, where it's not just about money, it's about complete freedom in all aspects of your life. So when people, when I teach about imagining the possibilities for your life, I suggest what is it that you absolutely are passionate about? What is it that you want to be doing with your life? And if I could, if I could help you figure out how to make millions of dollars doing it, it would be almost unbelievable. And people say things like, uh, well, I want to go fishing, or I want to sing karaoke, or I want to play with you know my horses. Uh, I want to, uh, I like to play with real estate. 
Uh, people say all kinds of different things. And uh, I suggest that you can create millions of dollars doing any of those things when you follow these formula. And let me give you an example. Uh, one year ago, October 2007, I went back to New York to meet with over 100 producers of national TV talk shows. And prior to going to that event, uh, I went a few days early, and I met a woman who I hired to become my personal shopper in New York City. And this woman, she loves to shop. Now, have you ever heard people say, all I love to do is shop? Okay. Yes, of course, I've heard that. And uh, what I'm suggesting is, whatever you're passionate about, there is a way for you to make millions of dollars a year doing it when you, uh, when you use this formula. And I'm going to give you an example of this woman who her passion is shopping. All she loves to do is shop. Now, most people would say, well, if all you love to do is shop, you know, I can't really help you make money. But what I'm suggesting is, no, if that's what you're passionate about, there is a way to make millions of dollars a year doing it. And I, uh, I, hired, I hired this woman. Okay, she loves to shop. She has decided to be a personal shopper for people who will pay her incredible amounts of money to be their personal shopper, people like me. And so I met with her. I paid her $5,000 to take me shopping for four hours in New York City. And that wasn't for the clothes. That was for her fee. Okay, my, What I spent on my clothes was separate from that. And for four hours, she was shopping and pulled all these clothes off, and I was in the change room trying on all these different styles because she knew that I was meeting with television producers. She knew that I speak, that I go on radio, that I want to go on TV. And uh, so she was helping me come up with all these wardrobes of clothes. And the point is, I got value out of it. I'm, I am glad that I spent $5,000 for her four hours of shopping. She worked with me for four hours. She was loving what she was doing. She was, this is what she loves to do. She loves to be in New York City shopping. And she even found clothes for her along the way that she'd been looking for. And she for had, had she started her own business being that you're a personal shopper, so you got her that way? Well, she she has a business being a personal shopper, and I heard yeah. about her, and I and so mm-hmm. I called her and said, I want to hire you. I want I want you to take me shopping in October. So so she she has a, she started a business to be a personal shopper, and she, and she and she has learned to use the formula to find the people. See, because part of the formula is you have to create value for other people, yeah. and then they pay you for it, and yeah. those are those are the na- later steps. But but. The point is, she imagined the possibility. Okay, at one point in her life, she recognized that all she loves to do is shop. Okay, that's what she's passionate about. So she figured out, how can I take my passion for shopping and use it in a way to bring value to other people so that they pay me to do what I already love to do? So I paid her $5,000. After she was done meeting with me, we went to lunch, and then she she met a second client who paid her another $5,000 to take her shopping the last half of the day. So she, she had a good day. business going. Yeah, she had a good business going. Yeah, she got doing ten thousand dollars a day Fantastic. to be doing what she, what she already loves to do. Yeah. And so the point is, you if all you do is love shopping, you can make a lot of money. If all you do, right. love to do is go fishing, you and can make the, money. And of course, you have to be in the market for that. You go fishing. You have to be in a resort where you have access well, to, to, to water. Well, you, have to, you, you have to use the formula, okay? You have to use the formula. That's you have right. to use the formula, okay? And so we talked about step one, stop loving money. Step two, recognize money is an idea. If your idea is, I, want, I love to go fishing, great. Recognize that you can create millions of dollars a year with your idea of fishing 
as long as you follow the rest of the formula. Uh, step number three is focus your desire. Figure out exactly what do you want and what do you want to be doing. And then step four is imagine all the possibilities. Imagine that you could be fishing. If, if you love to fish, imagine that you could be fishing in Montana on a river and you have these corporations paying you $10,000 a piece to be flying these people in and for you to be bringing them down a river in a, in, a, in a float boat. Imagine that that's true because guess what? That is true. Corporations are paying that kind of money to send their executives on exotic fishing trips. And you could be that guy fishing, making enormous amounts of money. So imagine the possibilities. Okay, step number five is believe. Believe at a bold new level that anything is possible. And I think uh, the word that is bold, isn't it, to remember to be bold? Yes. Okay, so you have to shift your belief. And, of course, I talk about that in my book. I talk about it in my CDs. For now, I'm just going to say that's step five is you have to begin believing that it's possible. Because I, I want to spend a little more time on step number six. Step number six, okay, and this is one that if you don't do it, it doesn't work. I mean, In fact, every one of these steps, if you don't do that step, it won't work. Every step is important. And it's not, it's not that, that every million out there, you know, nobody refers to this. I mean, you can, go, you can go talk to any billionaire, and I guarantee you that they follow this formula, every one of them. But I also guarantee you that most of them will, will, will not tell you they know Paul McCormick's seven-step formula. And, and, and they, won't, they, might not, they might not refer to it as a formula. They might not refer to it as steps. They might not refer to it, but I guarantee you they do it. They do it automatically. Everybody who is incredibly successful does every one of these things automatically. What I've done is packaged it in a way for other people to understand so that they can understand here's the steps. And, and, and when I did these steps, it changed my life. When other people do these steps, it changes their life. So step number six is exchange value. Exchange value. Okay, you have to exchange value. If you want to become a millionaire you have to provide value to the world, okay? Everything's an exchange, yeah. give and take. You plant, the farmer plants seed and he grows a crop. There's always an exchange. If you, if you want to grow a crop, you, think about this. You do everything in this list. Number one, you stop loving money. You realize money is created by an idea. What does a farmer do? He has an idea to grow a crop of corn. That's the idea. He focuses his desire. He says, I want to plant 500 acres, and I'm going to grow this much crop. He imagines that it's possible. He believes that it's possible. And step number six, he has to exchange value. What does he have to exchange? Well, a couple of things. He has to exchange some of his money to go buy the seed, okay? So he's not attached to his money. He's willing to spend the money. We talked about that, step number one. He buys the seed, and he's willing to exchange his time of planting and then to wait and to cultivate and to water, and pretty soon the crop comes up. So he exchanges value. See, and then he goes and sells the corn on the market. You cannot. I have a, a caller who who came in here. Are you then area code nine one one, nine one nine? Hello. Yes, my dear beloved, nine one nine. Yes. Yes. Uh, do you have a question for Paul McCormick? 
Uh, I'm listening at this point. I might have a question later on. Oh, okay, thank you. I just heard you come in. Okay, Paul, so we can continue with so ex- uh, so exchanging value. Exchanging value is important, and, and one of the things that I find the most often when people when people are not getting the wealth in their life, it's because they're not exchanging the value. They're not providing value. So have you heard the saying where people say, um, follow your passion and money will follow? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. That is I don't, uh, very I don't, true. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. Now, now I want to clarify it because the way that it's spoken and the way that most people hear that statement, I disagree and I don't think it's true. Because I know a lot of people that are passionate about something and they're doing it and they can't seem to make any money. I know people who are passionate about having a clothing store and they start a clothing store and they go out of business. I know people yeah. who are passionate about their singing career and they make a CD and it never sells. I know You people still have to have the passion, though, about what you do. You still have to love what you do. That's right. But something That's is missing there. What is missing? Value. You're not providing value to the world in enough ways. So if you make a CD and want to share your voice with the world, okay, and you're passionate about it, just because you're passionate about it and just because you make a CD doesn't mean you're going to get rich. Because if step step number six is not working, step number six says you have to exchange value and you have to exchange it on a large scale. If you can find a way to sell your CD to five people that are your closest friends and family, you're not going to get rich. If you go to your church and you get everybody in your 100-person uh, church to buy your CDs, you're still not going to get rich. Why, has, why ha, have so many people followed their passion and not become wealthy? Because they haven't found a way to exchange it with enough people. If you yeah. can find a way to share your passion with hundreds, thousands, or even millions of people, I guarantee you, you will get rich. So whenever people are following their passions and it's not working, they're not, they're not getting the wealth that they want, it's because they're not sharing it with enough people. So the secret is, how can you share your value, that thing that you're passionate about, with more people? If you want to take people on fishing trips in Montana, but you're not getting rich, it's because you're not finding enough corporations to send people to you. That's all about marketing. That's another way to say it. Yeah. But the point is, when you find ways to share what you absolutely love, this woman in New York, she loves shopping. When she, was, when she figured out through her imagination, through her ideas of how to share her love for shopping with enough wealthy people like me that would pay her, that's when she created value. You see, yeah. if she just loves to shop by herself, she's not going to get rich. But if she finds 500 wealthy people who would love to hire her to take her shopping, then she just created wealth because she figured out how to share her passion, how to exchange her passion on a large scale. So with me... And Paul, I have to make a little break here because we only have one minute left and I would like us to continue into making a recording so the ones who go to our archives, they will have the information, you know, a little bit well, more we, of the information. Uh, we, we could we could continue, or we could just wrap this up. I mean, because the last step is take action. I mean, it's simply okay. to take action. Uh, we could wrap it up, and uh, maybe they have to buy the book anyway. And I'm myself going to order the book because uh, it, uh, it will make a great present for someone else. 
Yeah, go and to I my say website. that to everyone too. The website's formulaformillionaires.com. www.formulaformillionaires.com. You can buy my book on Amazon. You can buy it in any store, and then uh, get those free reports. I've got all those free reports that tell you the shocking things we do every day that keep us poor, and the amazing things that the wealthy do, different than you and me, that make them rich. And so I want to give you those free reports. I want to give you my free audio files, uh, but you only get those when you buy the book. But those are like a $50 value a piece, like $100 total in CDs that I'll give you absolutely free when you buy the book. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. I mean, it's, it's all those steps. It's figuring out what you want to do, what are you passionate about, how do you follow your dream, how do you create value for other people, and then get out and do it. And I talk yeah. about that. How do you take a step every single day? We have yeah. already finished the live show, but we can just continue a, a couple of more minutes and go into recording for the archives. So uh, the the final thing is really to take action, isn't it? Yes. Now do it. Just so how do, do you it. take action? Uh, taking action uh, is is a hard part for people because they don't know how to do it. And so many people ask me, you know, Paul, what do I do to get rich? Uh, do I do real estate? Should I get in the stock market? You know, what do I do to get rich? Uh, that's talking about what action do I take. And again, I, I refer them back and say, well, what do you love to do? Because, you know, maybe I love to do real estate, but that doesn't mean you love to do real estate. So the question is, what do you love to do? And uh, and that goes to those earlier steps in the formula. But once people decide what they love to do and they imagine a way to do it, uh, then uh, part of that imagination is, well, so let's say you love fishing, okay? So now you have to imagine a way that you would take your love for fishing and create wealth. And so you would imagine that you share that with other people, you know, that you find the people in the world that want to pay you to go fishing in Montana or wherever you go fishing. And uh, and then now you have to create an action plan around that. So the action plan is what is it that you would have to do to to – to find those people. What is it that you would have to do to set up a business model to support your business so that you could collect their money and that you could give them a receipt? What is it that you will have to do to market to those corporations that, that want to send their executives on your fishing trips? What is it that you would have to do? And when, and when people start asking all those questions, they, they get overwhelmed. It's very difficult sometimes for most people to put together an action plan of how they get from where they are today to where they want to be. Yeah, so here's that's a true. So you want to know a little secret? Yes, please. Here's a secret that helps you put together an action plan. And I talk about this in my books. I talk about it on my CD. And the secret is start by thinking where you want to be and then start to work backwards. And I'll explain. I'll give you an example. When I left my career, one of the things that I wanted to do was to be a best-selling author, to be nationally recognized, to be a national speaker, and I wanted to be, you know, a New York Times best-selling author. And so, and, and make millions of dollars a year with my books and my speaking, okay? And here I was, I was an engineer. Now I was a very successful engineer. I had a successful business. I was a CEO, I was a millionaire. But I had absolutely no idea how to be a successful speaker or author. So I had to begin putting together this plan, and so I, I worked backwards. So here's an example. 
I knew that I wanted to be a best-selling author making millions of dollars a year, have national celebrity status. Okay, that's, that's like my step number 10. And so I asked myself, what has to happen just before that step? What would, if step number 10 is that I'm a nationally known person, a best-selling author, what's step number 9? Well, think about it. I mean, for somebody to be at that national caliber, they probably have to be like a pretty well-known person on TV. <laughs> so cool. my cool. step yeah. number nine was, well, I have to be on, on national TV a lot. If I'm on national TV a lot, then I could imagine that I could probably make it to step number 10 to be a best-selling author and nationally recognized. So I said, so step number nine probably has to be that I'm on national TV. Now, again, from where I, where I stood at the time, I had no idea how to get to step number nine. But I continued to work backwards, and I said, well, if step number nine is to be on national television, what's step number eight? Well, maybe step number eight is that I'm on a lot of local television. And I could imagine that if I was doing a lot of work on local television, that I could probably figure out how to get to national TV from that vantage point. But even now, I don't know, you know, at that point in time, I didn't know how to be on a lot of local television all over the country, on local TV stations all over the country. So what would be the step before doing a lot of local TV? Well, maybe it's doing a lot of national radio. So that would be step number seven, okay? And, and you keep working backwards and say, well, what would be the step before doing a lot of national radio? Well, step number five would be doing a lot of local radio. But I didn't even know how to get to that point. So what would yeah. the step before that be? Well, step number four would be I would have to do at least one local radio station someplace. Okay? And what would the step before that be? Well, that means I probably need to know somebody in radio. So now we're all the way down to step number three is I need to find somebody in radio. And, 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 and I probably need to get some coaching on how to do it. So so what if if I'm going to find somebody in radio and maybe I want to get some coaching on how to get started to be on their show what would step number 2 be well step number 2 means I probably need to meet somebody <laughs> who's in radio yeah and so I need to go someplace where I can find those people so so then step number 1 is you know go someplace where people are and start asking Okay, and I okay. So from where? So now you get back to like here you are. You know nothing about anything about where you know what. All you know is you want to be a millionaire. You want to be a national celebrity, a best-selling author, and you have no idea how to do that. But now that I've worked backwards and I'm saying okay, I'm at point zero, and 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 now step number one is start going places to meet people. And, and and let them know that you want to meet somebody in radio. Do I at least know how to do that? And the answer is yes, I can do that. And if you don't know how to do that, then then keep working backwards, you know, even more steps. So, you know, so I went to an event here in my city which which had it was a, it was a small tiny little trade show of like 200 people and it was actually for women in business. And uh my whole point of going there was to talk to people, to meet people, to try to meet somebody who might know something about radio. So I went to this local event, you know, five miles from my house, 200 people, and I and I met this woman who was in radio. 
and she said, you know, I got a radio show, and um, I'd like to put you on for a show one time. And uh, she says, have you ever been on radio? And I said, no, I've never been on radio. She says, well, you know, I coach people too. If you're interested in coaching, I'll coach you. I said, well, absolutely. So she coached me. Okay, and it was through now that now I I accomplished step number one, you see, and it was through that relationship that I met a PR woman in Arizona. It was through that relationship that I met Steve Harrison back in Philadelphia. It was through that connection that I ended up twelve months later be sitting in New York City meeting a hundred producers of national TV talk shows. You see, once you work backwards and you start taking the steps. I never knew what steps five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I didn't have any idea how to get there. But if I worked backwards, I did know how to st- take step number one. And yeah. then once I took step number one, I, I, I figured out how to take step number two. Uh, there's a there's a great book that was written in 1934 called Think and Grow Rich, written by a, by an author named Napoleon Hill. Which has, of course, been the Bible for for most uh, most uh, energetic yes. <laughs> and entrepreneurs now. I think. Yes, and 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 uh, Napoleon Hill. He he worked with Dale Carnegie and 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 Rockefeller and Edison. He worked for dozens. And, and in in the course of writing that book, he actually spent twenty years and he interviewed over five hundred of the most wealthy, successful, influential people of the time. And one of the gentlemen that he was interviewing was Henry Ford of the Ford Motor Company, who at the time was either the wealthiest or one of the wealthiest people in the country at the time. And he asked Henry Ford, he said, Henry Ford, what is the single most important thing that you did that made you achieve this level of success. And Ford said, it was the willingness to take the one step that I knew how to take, even though I didn't know the rest of the steps. And the way that he described it was, he said, it's like where there's a forest that you have to cross or a jungle, and and you have to go from one side to the other. And you know that in the middle of that jungle, there's a big river that you cannot get across. And you have no idea how you're going to cross that river. He said, but I do know that I can begin, I can begin taking the first steps into that forest. And I, I, I have no clue how I'm going to cross the river when I get there, but I'm going to take the steps that I do know how to do now, and I'll worry about the rest later. And he says, what happens is I begin taking those steps, and I move into the jungle or the forest, and I get closer and closer to that river, and I have faith that when I get there, I'll figure out what to do next. But I'm not going to let that stop me from taking the first few steps now. And he says, what happens is when I get to the river, what I find out more true than not is that when I get there, the river's all dried up, and I can walk across on dry land. That's very interesting. That's very, very interesting. Paul, this has uh, been a wonderful time and very, very informative. And uh, myself, I've been listening. It's been a, a, a great hour. Actually, we have gone into overtime, and I think it's probably time to, to wrap it all up. Do you have a final word you would like to say? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think everybody has within them a millionaire waiting to be birthed. And that's why my book is titled Secrets of the Millionaire Inside, because I believe that everybody has within them the the ability to create millions of dollars with your ideas, with the things that you were born to do. I think everybody was born to do something. Everybody has a gift within them. And my job is to help you figure out how to draw it out. So that's what I do through my book. I encourage people to buy my book, Secrets of the Millionaire Inside. It's in bookstores everywhere. It's on Amazon. You can go to my website, formulaformillionaires.com. I give all kinds of free information, free products. Uh, Sign up for my uh, newsletters to be a part of what I'm doing. I'm trying to create an ongoing uh, membership with people where I can help people long-term to become wealthy, free and happy all at the same time. So again That's that great. website's formula the website's formula for millionaires dot com. Well thank you very, very much, Paul, and I hope everyone has taken note. As you know we have listeners all over the world. And uh, I think we have been speaking about stuff that everyone can understand, no matter what country they are in or what part or culture they belong to. So, uh, again, this is Helena Steiner-Hornstein thanking you all for attending this, uh, I would call it a seminar, (laughs) How to Become a Millionaire. I thank Paul McCormick very, very much for being with me this time. And maybe you can come again, Paul. This was very, very good. Thank you so much. I would love to, and thank you so much for having me. Thank you again, and thank you all out there. And my website is www. SpeakingToYourHeart.com, and uh, Paul, I will get back with you. Thank you so very much. Thank you, world, and thank you, Paul. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.